is going on, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Unfounded Podcast. My name is Chris Turner. Uh, I am your host. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever you're listening to this episode, it is Wednesday morning for me, or kind of actually Wednesday going into afternoon. Uh, I stepped up in a little bit today. Uh, but I hope it's going good for you this week so far. It's kind of a gloomy, snowy day here in uh, Denver, Colorado. Looks like we're getting more snow again. We're just getting pounded, man. These last couple of weeks, we've been getting a lot of snow, especially in the mountains. So anybody out there who's looking to snowboard or ski and come out to Colorado, now is the time to do it. It's been ridiculous up there from what I hear. I haven't been able to get up there before when I hear the mountains are covered. So anyway, um, and actually, this is my second attempt this morning uh, at recording an episode. Just wanted to be completely transparent for you. I did sit down and try to do this exact same episode about 15 minutes ago, and I got about a minute and a half in, and I had to stop it because I had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and I forgot to go before I started. I was just a little too excited to get in on the topic today, so... Uh, but without further ado, I'll go ahead and roll into what I'm going to talk about, and that is going to be the topic of leadership. Uh, and... Uh, because I already kind of started this, I do have the definitions pulled up here. I promise I wasn't planning it more than that. <laughs> um, anyway, so I have the uh, definition of leadership. I also want to pull the definition of leader. There we go. Okay. All right, so the definition of leadership. It's the action of leading a group of people or an organization. Now, the leader is the person who leads or commands a group, organization, or country. And I also want to define a different word because I think there's another word that we often confuse with leader, and that is the role of the manager. I'm going to define that for you. A person responsible for controlling or administering all or part of a company or similar organization. Okay. So, right away, let's start with the definition of the leader. Okay, I like this. It's the person who leads or commands a group, organization, or country. Okay. So I want to kind of pull apart the, the word leadership. Because I think that's a, that's, that's a good way to start as well. Lead, right? That's the first word in there, lead. Now, in order to lead a, a group of people, you have to be in a certain location. They have to see you in a sense, right? They have to know where you are. How do you do that? Well, you have to be in front of them. At a basic level, you have to be in front of the people uh, that you're leading because they have to know who to follow, <laughs> right? Uh, and quite often, what you'll see people that think or people that are feigning leadership, what you see them do uh, is kind of command people. They're like, go do this, go do that, go do this, go do that, go do this, go do that. And, and of course, there is a certain amount of the leadership role that does require delegation, right? And so that's going to have to happen. Every leader is going to have to do that. The problem is, is if you don't understand how to lead, you will do that entirely. You'll delegate almost everything. Uh, and when you do that, you make a lot of very angry people because they don't know, they don't have anybody to, to follow. Anyway, getting a little bit on a tangent there. Um, there's, a, there's a big difference, difference between leadership and, and management. And I think this is part of the problem uh, we are having or experiencing in a lot of organizations, institutions, modern day institutions. There's some instability being created because we're promoting people that are not meant to be leaders or don't properly understand the role of the leader. They associate themselves more with the role of the manager than the leader. And because we've conflated those two, people don't know the difference. Okay. So, um, let's go ahead and define, let's, let's talk about the manager a little bit. Um, or the, 
we've all encountered a manager at some point, right? You've all worked under somebody at some point. Uh, and the thing that I find interesting about the role of the manager is it's um, right in the definition, it, it kind of def- it shows you right here. It says a person responsible for controlling or administering all are part of a company or an organization. Um, there's this tying up with the manager's role and identity is intrinsically tied to the company or organization. There's a big difference between the leader and the manager is the, the manager comes out of the organization. In some ways, one of its roles is as a representative of the organization, right? Uh, because it's supposed to administer or control it. So, so you're, what you'll see in the manager role is this tendency. If somebody is def- is embodying only the manager role and, and forgetting that they are also a leader in that, uh, what they'll tend to do, from my experience, is they will... Uh, They'll protect the company more than they protect the people they're leading. And and I don't know if you get what I'm saying, but um, an example would be blaming the uh, blaming your the members of your group that you're leading as a manager uh, for the problems of the organization, right? So uh, instead of instead of trying to look at the organization, the structure of it, uh, and strategize on how to maybe help the individuals inside that organization uh, get to their goal the most efficiently. Uh, what the manager will tend to do if they're completely embodying only the manager role is they'll tend to kind of work backwards in that. They'll say like, oh man, look at all these people not doing their jobs the right way. They're affecting my role as the manager of the company, making it look bad. And they'll kind of def- they'll, they'll have a tendency to defend the organization first, which is not good as a leader. Um, because there's a certain amount of tyranny within any organization or institution that's inherent. It's natural just because of the structure, the size of it. You know, it tends to tyrannize people. And as a manager, one of your roles is to protect people from that. Uh, but if you, aren't, if you aren't kind of understanding where the role of the manager is based out of the leader, uh, what you'll end up doing is doing the opposite and, and tending to hurting the people that you're supposed to be leading. Anyway, um, and the main reason for this is the leader is somebody the leader is a sacrificial individual <laughs> the leader is associated or is similar to the idea of the savior or this or the uh, um, the hero the archetype of the hero because what the leader does is places themselves in front of the group literally so you can see them and by doing that they only not only present an example through kind of how they hold and, and, and carry themselves of how you should look and act as an individual in this organization this institution or this you know collective whatever we're doing here this is how you should act and i embody that by being in front of you all the time Right, And then I also show you how to do these things by doing them with you. So I lead you by doing. <laughs> it's like that old, I'll post a, a, a picture of it. There's a picture that I've seen going around on Facebook every couple of years. It makes, it makes the rounds, but it's a, uh, um, it's, a, it's a picture of kind of leadership and management and the difference between the two. And one of them is like a guy sitting on a chariot and there's like all these people like pulling the chariot and he's pointing, kind of directing them from the chariot behind them. And then there's another image of 
and that says management on top and then the other one says leadership and it's you know the same chariot except uh the leader the manager is out front pulling from the front and everybody's following him and that's a very i think it's a the reason i bring it up is a very good illustration of the differences between these two mindsets right is that one of the things that the leader will do as well is they'll get down in the trenches with you because they understand that one of the ways to get you to follow them is to just demonstrate that they're not above you in any way that the role of the leader is in some ways it's it's not about the individual the leader is actually one of one of the sacrifices you make by when becoming a leader is you you are without knowing it sacrificing your individual autonomy for that of the groups because as a leader it's not about you and there's going to be situations that are going to come up where you are going to be at odds with whoever the, the maybe the people you're leading or the organization itself and many times you're going to have to sacrifice your wants your desires uh and maybe your image uh to protect or to guide the, the people you're supposed to be leading so there's a sacrificial aspect to the leadership role that is not present in the manager role that is not defined well and and if if we focus only on the role of the manager what you end up getting is a, is the opposite of that a, a a person that defends the company organization or themselves first because they view their role as more of like a strategizer right i think the manager if if you've ever if you under, if you've ever been in a situation where you're working with a lot of people that are in leadership roles like i said i worked at amazon so we worked in these big buildings and i worked with a lot of other managers like my direct in my direct area i had four or five other managers i worked with every day right and then within the building there was probably 15 to 20 working at any one time right so i got to see a lot of different people's versions of leadership and management and see how it, how it plays out in the world and how it affects people directly and what i noticed was a lot most of people associate their leadership role with the manager and that's exactly how they go about leading people is they go and try to manage them they try to like pull them and put them here and like you know strategize about how they could like manipulate the people that they're supposed to be leading into giving them what they want it's like they try to trick them you know what i mean and it's and it's, it's not a healthy way to go about it and it's not effective either it it actually hurts your the morale of the people you're leading it makes them it makes them resentful for of you because you're you it feels like you're being disingenuous whenever you interact with them because you it's like you want something but you don't tell them what you want <laughs> you know what i mean i i hope you understand where i'm coming from with this if you have you have an example that you've you've lived where you've seen this as well but there's a difference between that style of, of that management style of running an organization and real leadership like i said there's something that i've always you know i've been in multiple leadership roles i've i've also been in a leadership role when i was in the military and this is maybe just me but one of the things i've learned is that in order to get people to follow you you have to prove something to them you can't just like walk in there and especially if they don't know who the hell you are and take the reins and just start telling people what to do it doesn't work people don't respect the position enough to listen to you in that in that way for you to just if you don't know who the hell you are and you just walk in there willy-nilly trying to direct them around they're going to look at you like you're stupid 
You know what I mean? And I see so many people try to do that, <laughs> especially younger people when they have no idea what they're doing in a management role or leadership role. They just try to go in there and be like, I'm going to be tough. You know what I mean? And they like try to start directing people around. That's the worst thing. It's like, you're like a bull in a china shop. You just go and screw shit up. And then you get all your people pissed off at you. And then before you know it, you've done so much damage, you're never going to get those people to follow you again because you, all you did was run in there and try to friggin' muscle and, you know, muscle your way in. It's not the way to go about it. There's some humility to the leadership role that you have to embody initially and, and, and maintain the entire time you're in the role. <clears throat> I think it's because the ideal leader doesn't want the role. If you understand what a real leadership role is, you, you almost will never want it. <laughs> because like I said, in order to embody it properly, you have to sacrifice yourself. Your time, your effort, your energy... Right, really kind of your identity for that role. Because it isn't about you. It's about the people that you are leading and what is best for them. In some ways, it speaks of love, right? The real leader loves what they do because they love the people they're around. They love the people that they're working with. They love the people that they're defending, protecting. And so they will sacrifice themselves uh, and maybe their wants and their desires for the group or the collective. And showing that, demonstrating that to people is what gets them to follow you. That's what creates the connection. They have to know that you're willing to go above and beyond and do almost anything for them. And once they see that you're willing to do that, they'll do that for you. It's reciprocal. But in order to get them to understand that you're the per type of person that's going to do that, you have to put yourself, make those situations. <laughs> you have to be the person that, that shows them, hey, when I'm put in between a rock and a hard place, I'm not going to choose myself. And you have to do that over and over again. And pretty quickly, people will start to pick up. Oh, this guy's not going to be an asshole. Oh, this guy's not going to be like my other manager. Oh, this guy's not going to just tell me to go do something and then screw off. You know what I mean? Oh, he cares. <clears throat> Once that click happens, boom. You don't even have to ask people to do anything anymore. They'll just start doing it. <laughs> I promise you. They'll just start doing it. You know, it's, it may seem like you have to put on all, all this effort initially. And you, you usually do. The, the most critical time as a leader or manager, if you want to call it that, when you are starting out your job, it is the first couple of weeks that you're starting out your job. Because anybody that's ever been in a leadership or a management role knows this. What do they do? What do people do when the first time you walk in there when you're a leader or manager? And you, you, especially if you didn't come up in the organization, right? If you didn't earn your keep, so to speak, right? You came in out externally or something. What do they do? <clears throat> There's going to be like, you're going to, you're standing in a group in front of, I, I managed a lot of people, right? I managed, like I said, 100 and 120 people. So when I would stand in front of these groups of people, you could pick out, you know, these looks that people would give you, right? <laughs> There's a lot of different variation to it. But in general, what you get is a look of, uh, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> That's generally what you'll get. There's this look of, uh, yeah, who are you? What makes you better than me? That's that's kind of that's kind of the uh, the attitude that people are going to give you initially, and and they're right. Who the hell are you, and what makes you better than them? That's a really good question, <laughs> and there's a reason they're they're acting that way towards you because they want to see how you're going to respond. That is exactly what they're asking you. Who are you, and what makes you better than me? That's the tricky part. How do you respond to that? 
What's your answer going to be? Because they're not actively asking you, right? So it's not like you're going to tell them. This is the kind of manager I'm going to be. No. Some people try that. It doesn't work. No. You do it by going out and doing all the jobs. <laughs> not all at once. Like, but throughout your day, you go, you get in the trenches with them. That's what you do. It's also how you get to know them. Because there's very, very, very few people that want to actually get their hands dirty as well. There's a lot of people that want the benefits of the leadership role, but don't want to do the work to, to, to achieve it. Right? They want, like, they want all the gratification, but they don't want any of the hard work that it takes. They need to sacrifice. You have to get down in the trenches. You have to go work with them. One of the best ways you can earn somebody's trust is to actually take their advice. Go and ask them. Right? Your new manager, you don't know what you're doing. Go and find somebody that's been there for a year or two that is now working under you. And go talk to them. Pick their brain. Give them some respect. You know, treat them like the resource that they are. It's one of the quickest ways you can earn somebody's respect and trust. Because you, right there, without saying any words, you're, you're saying, hey, I recognize you're valuable. Hey, I recognize you're more very valuable than me right now. That's why I'm coming to you. <laughs> Impart your value onto me, please, so I can share it with other people. Right? So we can make this thing work better. You know? And you do that with every person. Every single one. Because every single one is going to have a different perspective. Every single one is going to have a different, you know, value to bring to the equation. And as you do that, as you engage with those people, you know, and you actively work with them, they start to gain a respect for you because they see that you're not there just going to tell them what to do. You're going to work with them. You're going to actually do it. You're, you're demonstrating you can do the job too. You can do it just as good as them. But in order for this thing to work right, I'm going to have to have you do this and you do that and you do this, right? I'm not asking you to do it as a punishment. I'm not telling you to do it because I want to be a boss. I'm, I'm doing it because this is the best thing for all of us. In order to establish that, that trust in you, that that's how you're going to be, make your judgment calls, you have to go down and get in the trenches with them, work with them actively, show them who you are. Be vulnerable as a leader. Ask them where I'm doing, what I'm doing wrong. And take that kind of, you know, that kind of uh, criticism. Because what you'll notice after a couple weeks is uh, it doesn't take very long if you do that. It, people will fall behind you almost, I mean, like clockwork. And then it starts to spread. Once you demonstrate that kind of respect for the people that you're leading, that word gets around. They talk between each other. Hey. He knows what he's doing. Hey, let's kind of, let's help this guy out. Hey, they all get behind you. They get on the same, <laughs> you know, marching orders, and then you're good to go. It doesn't mean you, the work stops. It doesn't mean you stop going down and engaging with people and working with them in the trenches and all that kind of stuff. But the active, like, the active part of that, where that's what you're doing every single second of your day, starts to diminish. And then you can start to strategize. You can start to, like, look at the group as a whole and say, hey, where do we need add, added extra help? That's where you place yourself. It's the next thing, right? As a leader, you know, this is where the, you know, one one of your roles is also to kind of be the be the thing that stops the leaks. You know, it's like when shit starts to go down, 
in any kind of organization, a lot of times if you have a manager and not a leader there, what they're going to do is like as soon as their holes appear, they're going to start to blame people. Well, they did this and they did that and this person screwed up and this didn't happen. You know, like you go you go into a meeting like why why are our numbers off, right? And it's like, well, this person did this and this person blah 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 blah. And it's like, oh, you're correct. Sure, awesome. Why? What are we doing about it, right? <laughs> <clears throat> Because people are viewing it as an attack. It's like, oh, oh God, my ego. Uh-oh, uh-oh. This is going to look bad on me, right? Right? <laughs> this gets back to the ego. It's not about you, bud. Right? But it, because because you're worried about yourself, and your role as the manager, and, and your ego inside of that, you're going to go and, 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 and kind of blame other people, people within your that you're supposed to be leading, that you're supposed to be actively protecting <laughs> uh, for the issues that were 100% your fault. As the leader, that's the other thing that you it, take up. You know, you don't just get the benefit of, of everybody like listening to you. You get all of the responsibility, whether you like it or not. You can choose to put that on other people. They're not going to like it very much, and they're not going to follow you for very long if you do that. It is your responsibility. Every single little thing that goes wrong on your watch is your responsibility, and you better pick it up. Because if you don't and you blame it on somebody else, boom, it's the quickest way to implode your entire <laughs> your entire uh, chain. Nobody will follow you. You bite them, you shoot them in the foot like that, stab them in the back, or you don't stand up for them when it's in a, you know, a crunch and they hear about that, oh, man, you're done. You're done. I like the ego. We brought up the ego. I want to kind of go down that road for a second. Oh my goodness. We're already 20 minutes. Um, actually, you know, I don't want to go here. <laughs> and so this is going to be a little more controversial idea, but I believe this truly. And everything I've just said still stands. I think one of the places we've gone wrong, one of the things that's unfounded, is this idea that everybody can be a leader. It's the same idea that like everybody can be whatever they want to be. It's this fairy tale Disneyland idea that like you can you can as long as you dream hard enough, you can make anything happen, right? And I, <laughs> the problem with the idea is there's this very 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 small kernel of truth in it. There is some kind of basic truth that you can like manifest things in your life, right? But it doesn't work that way. It's not like you dream hard enough and shit happens, right? But the, the people, we, we, we have this false idea that people can be whatever they want to be and we've we've allowed that to contaminate our organizations the leadership role itself sorry there it goes again <laughs> the leadership role itself we've allowed I don't know what I'm trying to say here I, I think that there are people that are not ready for the role of the leader because they want it for the wrong reasons. 
And if you allow those people to become leaders, what they do is wreak havoc in your organization and they make everybody's experience that they are uh, supposed to be uh, directing hell. Because there's no, it, it's, it, you have ultimate responsibility to affect and break these people. <laughs> and if you are up there worried about yourself running around like an ego monster trying to, trying to make yourself look good, what you're going to do is make everybody miserable below you. <laughs> Incredibly, unbelievably miserable. And if that's your effect on people when you were put in a leadership role, I say you were never meant to be there. If you're put in a role and your effect when you're trying your hardest is hell, <laughs> you shouldn't have been there in the first place. That tells me that maybe there's some people that aren't meant to be leaders, that aren't ready for the responsibility, the sacrifice that is required of a leader. It probably means that there's a lot of people that define leadership as management. They think that they can go and just be a billboard for the company towards the employees and towards the leadership that they're working under as well and trick people into thinking that they're this thing that, that should be in charge and have a lot of power. But man, oh man, I know you've experienced people like that. You've worked with people like that, haven't you? That, you know, the people that, like I said, they literally posture themselves as a walking fucking billboard for the company, whatever it is, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it's literally, it's painful to watch them spew the bullshit towards, you know, the people that they're leading that they do. It's painful. Because at the same time, you have people that are suffering under them, that they're not getting proper leadership. They're not, you know, like maybe they have an actual issue that needs solved and what this person will give back to them is some bullshit one-line answer that corporate sent down or whatever the higher-up sent down, right? You're supposed to have a leader that's that, that honestly is supposed to be if you have a real issue, kind of megaphoning that up and making sure that the people above him hear them, you know, know that there's your people are making noise. Let's let's get this thing, you know, let's fix it because obviously something's wrong. Instead of doing that, what you do is like, oh, let me quell that. Let me quell this. They're complaining. They're complaining too much. Let me quell that. <laughs> you know, oh, man. And why, why would a person do that? Because they're worried about their ego. Worried about how it's gonna look and reflect on them. Ooh, if people get too noisy and I'm the one in charge, then it's something I did, right? So let's shut them up. Let's make them quiet. Let's make sure nobody else hears. <laughs> yeah. Bad strategy. It's the opposite of leadership. It's like, what is the opposite of opposite of leadership? Wait, what would you say? I'm curious. What would you say? Put it in the comments, leave it in the comments of this episode if you want to you know what is the opposite of leadership in your eyes I'll tell you what I think it is the opposite of leadership is selfishness which is weird right <laughs> you wouldn't think that but find a better opposite for me what is what is the antithesis of leadership selfishness Doing everything for yourself. You know? Place the person in the leadership role and then have them do only things for themselves. That's the opposite of a leader. <laughs> right? And so without a doubt, the ego, the ego is the main problem. There. 
if you get excited to, to be in a leadership role, you're not approaching it right. <laughs> you shouldn't be excited. You should be a little terrified, a lot terrified. Because what that's basically, basically what it is, it, not, a, not literally a death warrant, but that's what it is. It's like a guaranteed, guaranteed to be fucked over at some point ticket. <laughs> you know, like a get out of free, jail free card, except the opposite. It's like guaranteed you're going to be screwed over and you're going to have to sacrifice more than everybody that is working under you at some point card. Here you go. Right. That's what you're signing up for. Guaranteed to work longer hours. Guaranteed, right? Guaranteed to stay late. You know, guaranteed to have more stress than anybody else in the in, that you're working with. Guaranteed to have a lot less gratification than you probably are are deserving of, right? Like all of this. That's what the real world is going to be. Most of the time, it'll be a thankless job. Most of the time, there'll be zero recognition, and and most of the time, the only gratification you're going to get is the gratification that comes from creating memories and relationships with the people that you are leading. The most gratifying thing that you can do as a leader is develop someone. I've talked about this in a previous episode as well. One of the roles of the coach or the leader, I think the coach is associated with a leader, right? It's the idea of a leader is, but it's more focused on the, on pulling out something that's there, but not, but dormant, right? Like seeing something inside of somebody like this potential and pulling it out of them. That's the most positive place you can be as a leader. That's the most rewarding thing you can do. Anybody that's been a coach or a leader can attest to this. To watch somebody grow, right? To, to have seen something before somebody else saw it and to actively pull that out of them and see them realize it while it's happening as well. Whoa, I'm good at this. I didn't know. I didn't think I could ever do that. Whoa, I have more value. You know, whoa, I can, you know, I can lead people too. Damn, I'm, 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 I'm one of the best, you know, for my ordinance stowers or whatever, you know, that, that feeling is hard to beat, man. And that's, that's what should fuel you. If you are a leader in a leadership role, you know, that's what you do it for. Don't do it for yourself. You know, and the other thing I would say, like I was just getting at to getting to earlier is you need to really ask yourself, are you a leader? Are you that thing that is willing to sacrifice, willing to place yourself in front of people when the time gets, when shit goes down, when everything hits the fan and it looks like you just blew up the building? Are you going to be the one that stands there and says, yes, I did? Or are you going to be the one that turns around and points the finger at everybody that you're supposed to be protecting and leading? Who are you? Which person are you? Are you the hero or are you the coward? And when I say coward, I don't mean it as like... I don't mean it to like single anybody out because there's a people demonstrate cowardice every single day in a lot of different ways. We are all cowards at some point in our life. You need to figure out if this is the area where you're going to be a coward because if you don't figure it out beforehand and then you stumble into a role like that and you figure it out actively while you're in charge of people, you're going to hurt a lot of people figuring that out. You're responsible for those people. And if you, you discover that you're not going to be the thing that's going to actually defend them or have the balls to do that when the time comes, you shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be in that role. Get out. 
save that kind of, save the people that kind of, you know, save the people that you're going to be leading that kind of hurt. Because like I said, there are certain people that aren't meant to be in leadership roles. I truly believe that. It doesn't mean you're not meant to be in something else. It doesn't mean you're not meant to be an integral part of some organization in some other capacity. It just simply means you're not supposed to be that thing, that sacrificial thing. <laughs> and who wants to be? That's the weird thing. Like, you want to be? It reminds me of the idea. I was watching The Dark Knight a couple weeks ago, and I've been meaning to talk about that movie because it's, God, so many, ge- I mean, the wisdom in that movie is ridiculous. But <clears throat> I was very curious, and when I watched it this last time, one thing that stuck out to me, that's the thing about really good movies that you'll notice is like when you watch them over and over again, different things pop out to you. It's like different themes. There's so much depth to them that you can pull out different themes the more you watch. Same thing with Disney movies. But one of the things I noticed in The Dark Knight last time I watched it is you have these two characters. You have, you know, Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, and then you also have Harvey, uh, who his last name is? But Harvey, the, the white knight, right? Who is like the uh, the DA and the, the, the guy that's, that's going to save Gotham, that Batman wants to save Gotham. And he's a likable guy. Everybody likes him. You know what I mean? Um... But if you watch that movie again and, and you focus on these two characters, ask yourself this question. What is different between Harvey and Bruce? What makes them different? Because they're both heroes, or they both are placed in hero roles. They'll both have the opportunity to seize a hero role, right? That's the question I was asking myself when I watched it, and what I realized while I watched it stuck out like a sore thumb the difference between Harvey and Bruce is Harvey wants to be a hero and Bruce doesn't simple as that because when you want something you're playing an ego game you're squeezing why do you want it because you're thinking about the rewards of it. If you're thinking about the all the sacrifice and suffering that's going to come from that role or whatever it is, you know, being the Batman, right? Harvey actively pretends that he's the Batman in that movie. He takes that credit from Bruce. Even though Bruce didn't want to reveal his identity, when it comes time for Bruce to reveal his identity and, and kind of fulfill the tragic hero role, Harvey steals that from him says, I'm the Batman, and takes all the credit, (laughs) and then turns into a monster right after that, turns into Two-Face. It's actually one of the paths to making the monster, is to thinking that you're going to be the hero and, and, and going about it the wrong way, thinking about it in a lustful, greedy way, in an egotistical way. You're going to prop yourself up by achieving that position of power, of being this thing that people respect not realizing that the reason people respect it is because you're the thing that doesn't ever seize it, seize the power, seize the credit. The thing that people love about Batman is he's in the shadows. He doesn't, he's not about the ego. One of the reasons he wears the mask is so you can't associate him with a single individual, (laughs) right? So you don't know who he is. So he can't take the credit. That's why what Harvey did in that movie was so wrong. (laughs) And why it turned him into a monster. Don't be a Harvey, man. 
or at least figure out if that's what's driving you. If that's what's really driving you, if what you want in life is to get the, the recognition, right, to the prestige, the power, that kind of stuff, that's fine. Just figure out a way to get it without affecting other people, right? That means you're, probably, you're not supposed to be in a leadership role if that's what is driving you. I promise you, you are not supposed to be in a leadership role because what you will do is hurt a lot of people. You, you'll create a lot of havoc, a lot of chaos in the world. You'll hurt a lot of people doing that. So pick something else. <laughs> Go be an engineer or do something, right? But the leadership role is not for you. And I think we need to start having this conversation like this. Hey, guys, sorry, everybody's not cut out to be leaders. Everybody's not going to be George Washington's. Everybody's not going to be, you know, uh, freaking, who do you want? Martin Luther King's, right? That's why there's so few of them throughout history. Effective leaders. It's a rare thing because it's a painful process and it's a sacrifice and usually those people end up suffering a lot by embodying the role ideally they usually tend to be not very happy people <laughs> at some point because they're taking on a lot they're sacrificing a lot they're in a lot of suffering a lot of pain because of that role so we're a little over guys i hope that was a uh, a fun episode for you i hope you enjoyed it i got lost in that topic that's one that i'm gonna have to come back to again and again leadership i hope i tied it up nicely for you i know i talked about leadership and management uh i, I hope i connected the management thing well enough as well I, you know it's like I was, what i was trying to do is define the difference in the role you know we, we usually conflate those two things those two ideas and they are not the same thing uh one is one is one you can you can embody by being an ego monster <laughs> the other the other i mean you can try to but you're, you're gonna hurt people by doing it so anyway <clears throat> all right that's what i got for you today guys and uh, i hope you have a, a wonderful wednesday hopefully it's not snowing wherever you're at and uh that is what i got for you all right that's the unfounded podcast signing off have a good day bye